Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich in Uranus. And I'm Sarah Arnold. And I'm Molly Malshine. Thank you, everyone who subscribed to our Patreon overnight to listen to our incredible dramatic reading of Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis's marriage breaking up. Sorry, guys, but it was juicy. We had to do it to you. If I do say so myself, our performances were out of the park good. I genuinely laughed listening to yeah. it less than eight hours after we had recorded it. Like, I really was laughing. Um <laughs> Oscar too. He loved it. And yes, so we have a Patreon now that we need everyone to buy into so that we can continue to make money. Uh, the, the Patreon is patreon.com slash space trash podcast. So if you love us, if you are stands, if you want to talk about the pod, join the Patreon and don't leave a low review because you are an Anna de Armas stan. That's another callback to an earlier episode. But come on, ride the train and ride it. True, true. You want to listen to every single episode so you feel like you're part of the girl gang. Yeah, you can call us bitter as many times as you want on Patreon. You can also do it on our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group. So everybody check those things out. But what brings us back together today, so shortly after our episode last night. Eclipse season, baby. Eclipse season. James Corden has been doxxed. As an asshole, finally, someone has named names and the name is James Corden. I feel like he's been getting doxxed as an asshole. I know, but it's always been like rumbles where if people don't know, James Corden is most famous for being Mr. Rumplements on the live action cats. No, I have no idea what his name was. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what he's most famous for. No one is most famous for that. It was scary and terrifying. Cats is is the worst movie and Broadway show I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. I finally it's saw so it bad. when I was like 12 because all the kids would go because, you know, we grew up in Jersey. So everyone right. is always going into the city to see Broadway shows. I'd never seen one before. And Cats was the first one I ever saw. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's fucked up. I know. I was like, are, are you serious? This is what it was like. These adults are acting creepy. Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's the only it's the only live action uh, Broadway musical that I've ever walked out of an intermission. Yeah, I left. I was like, this is not for me. Do you know that Andrew Lloyd Webber did a version with trains on roller skates Wait, several like years same, later? Same book? Same concept of like a bunch of trains getting together and like doing a song where they introduce themselves, then they're all gonna go to cat hell. Like doing that, but with trains. Like Thomas the Tank Engine vibes. Yeah, and it's in the 80s, and it's you can find some clips of it. No, it's that's a, like, that's a high Anna. If we were, for maybe Patreon only, but like, that's something to, to stone watch. <laughs> yeah, I think, shout out to Sam, 
Sam Rhodes. He's the one who told me about that. It was either him or Sean. And we watched it at Sam's house one time, just like one clip of it. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Like, maybe it is good that the arts are dying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it honestly has been a a, there's definitely been a struggle to connect. And I just I don't know if trains or cats or dumps or hell are the. Yeah. I just don't know if it's the vibe or not. It's a bit, it's bloated. It, it's a sign of bloat when people are getting millions of dollars to make anthropomorphic train musicals. That's a anthropomorphic sign of, was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a sign of bloating in any industry. And it needs to be, it needs to be re rejiggered. You know what I mean? But anyway, hey, let's we're getting, jig it up. No, let's jig it. Let's get jiggy with it because honestly, yeah, unless it's made for kids and it is like, a, I think I can, I think, I think I can, then like we just, the adults don't need train. I think train one of the trains, drama. one of the trains was like really sexy because it was diesel or electric. It was electric and it was like the se- the sexy one. Okay. The train's <laughs> just on Adderall. Relax. Yeah. So, okay. What he's really most famous for, James Corden, in the UK, he was on this sitcom called Gavin and Stacey. Everyone hates him over here. They all hate him. Really? And, so like, yes. a, so he's not like a popular UK comedian. No, I have no idea how he got big in the US. We, this is what I've been saying. I've been banging this drum for years, ever since I moved to the UK. We have got to stop giving gigs to British performers because they are not reciprocating. There are like no Americans on television, in movies here. It does not happen. They do not. They're so insular. Every European film industry is so insular. They do not want to bring in Americans or even people like the Brits don't get cast in France. The French don't get cast in Italy. They're so nationalistic about their film. Whereas Hollywood is like, oh, my God, you're European. That's so fancy. We need you. You well, know? Then, and even even worse, like Hollywood's like, oh, you're European. That's so fancy. Why don't you play an Asian? Right. Exactly. Like, like we're like really like like creating a mishigosh of like, you know, culture and what is appropriate, what is not appropriate. Whereas the UK is like actually only us. Yeah, I think strictly, it's because- strictly European, strictly British. Yeah, I think it's because they actually invest public funds into film, which is hilarious. In the U.S., the only way we do that is through tax breaks. But like when I first moved here, I went to film school here and like people would say to me, they would be really shitty about the American film industry. And I was like, why? It's the most successful one in the world besides Bollywood, maybe. So the the European people are always like, oh, you guys only have a good film industry. Your film industry is only so much more productive than ours because your government funds it so much more. And I was like, LOL, our government does, doesn't fund it. We don't do that. We're hyper capitalists. Like our government right. does not fund the arts. It's like it's a hellscape for that. Like it would think- be like so much easier for me. If this was right. like a public access uh, job I was doing. Right. Like that hasn't happened since the 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 WPA in the 20s or 30s. Like maybe the invent of PBS was like a hot minute, but even that's ultimately corporate. Right. And like British people will come over to the U- US and like watch PBS because they think it's their BBC. And it's like, no, PBS is the dregs. There's like they get like five dollars a year to replay Barney. Like, OK, for the record, I actually am a subscriber and there's a lot of good stuff on PBS, but you do have to search for it like it's Marshall's, which is yeah, maybe B- why I'm comfortable with it. BBC is like the end all and be all here. They put so much money into it. Taxpayer money. Their media is literally controlled by government funds. It's wow. so different from how we do it. It's crazy. But anyway, so it's not a business. It's not a it's profitable in some ways. Like, you know, obviously Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings are profitable. 
Um, and that was the, a tax pay. Was that paid for by taxpayers? No. Um, there are a lot more grants that fly around from the government wow. over here. Okay. You settled it then I'm coming over. We're breaking out as the big Americans in the ook. No, they hate us. They won't hate us. They hate us. Catherine Ryan has to claim she's Canadian on every show she goes on. I'm sure that bitch is Isn't American. Isn't she Canadian? I don't know. I'm joking, but she's, that's her get out of jail free card. You can't, if you're Canadian, they'll give you a little bit of a pass, but they don't want Americans over here. They do do not want us. And yet for some reason they're embracing Lena Dunham. Really? Yeah. She lives here now. No. Yeah. It's very strange. But anyway, Corden, he did this, this thing that they do. He was British. No one liked him. A la Piers Morgan. He went over to the U S and became he got a late, late, you got the late, late show. I mean, it's notoriously hard to get a late night show. It's supposed to go to like the most beloved comedians in the country. And this guy just kind of like, I, I also don't understand how John Oliver got that show. I'm sorry. I like it sometimes, but I'm like, why are you here yelling at me about my country? Don't you have your own country to yell at? Sorry. Mm, well, that's like ultimate, like Pluto return mommy, daddy issues, but it's like on a, like, like on a national level. Yeah. It's very weird, but like I, I live in the UK. I would never win. Didn't Corden like win a bunch of Emmys in the UK. They don't have Emmys in the UK. Whatever the version is though. Like there was some show that he was on in the UK. Gavin and Stacey was very popular show. So I do think there, that was like award winning, which is why I feel like with, with like USB UK, it's almost like, because People that come from the UK, like they do have the accent, they sound sort of like smarter or like just, it's like they speak the language, but it's like a little bit foreign that we give them just a lot of leeway. Yeah, we think they're really smart. Yeah, it's like when you have glasses and it's like actually glasses don't mean you're smart, it just means you have bad eyesight, but we're like, oh, they have glasses, they're a professor. Right, right, right. It's like they read enough to notice that their (laughs) eyesight didn't work. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he came over to the U.S. and somehow got this friggin' show and the rumors started coming out that he was not a nice guy. Uh, and the rumors were really, I can't think of any specifically right now. I'm sure if you went on, if you searched Crazy Days and Night James Corden, you would find some. And I don't feel like doing that and we don't have that much time, so we're not going to do it. But there were definitely a lot of I mean, of I blind- did actually pre-search a few. I'm on the same page completely, but we don't even, they're oh not God, that interesting. Right. Basically, he was just screaming at staff members a la Ellen. And the- right, literally the- screaming at people like a monster. Yeah, Jesus, he's a screamer, and uh, according to reports, I don't know if they can say that, but according to reports, as he got more famous, he became more of an asshole. And for me, I don't have any specifics that I can think of other than what I Googled, like from Crazy Days and Crazy Nights, about him being an asshole from any actual source until now. But I do recall that there was like a huge... I think I'm remembering this correctly, but if I remember correctly, he got he got pre-doxed for not actually driving during karaoke carpool. And when oh, he yeah. came out and spoke about it, he was sort of like, oh, sorry for not putting all the oh, oh, sorry for not putting all the lives of major pop stars in danger, actually. And then he actually got like super defensive and, and released a whole list of who he was actually driving with and who he was faking it with because he was so upset that he was even being called out for anything. Oh my God. He's got serious issues. That's so defensive and weird. 
so different. Yeah. And like the things that people would say, they would be like, he's really nasty. I actually just had someone tell me about something today when they met him and he was horrific to them. What? What'd they say? What'd they say? Well, it's not really my story to tell. Maybe it's Patreon only. I don't know. Maybe we can invite the person on and see if they want to tell it. But basically, every story I heard about him, except for this person, because I know them firsthand. But the the general stories I heard about them, I was like, he just, it just sounds so mean. I can't believe anyone would act that way. Which is a huge kind of need. Give me, give me an an analogous act out example of like, because okay, like if I were Alan, I'd be like, don't look at me peasant which is like of a thing. literal quote okay but so that's what it was yeah that that exact kind of thing where you're just like there's no way in hell that anyone acts that way and or if they do i would assume it's because they're just miserable and have serious mental health issues like anxiety on steroids kind of thing and i i don't know like usually when i hear someone say that such and such person is a bitch when you meet them in real life i'm like they might have been having a bad day and they don't owe you being nice they don't actually owe it to you because they might be having a bad day. And like when I was in sixth grade, my friend Jess, who's now one of my best friends, told me that she liked my backpack. And she says that I gave her a dirty look when she said that. Oh, but that, but that was your blocks around receiving love. Yeah. And you thought she was pranking you. Right. Yeah. I was just like, there's no possible way that someone likes my backpack, especially someone like cool. So I didn't know what to say because it was like my first week in a new school. So like, that's what I always think. Cause you know, with celebrities, people assume that they're full of themselves. No, I think a lot of the times they are the most insecure people on the planet. So if, if you're talking to them, they're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and they're waiting for you to like say that they suck or something. So, I actually so I think- like, I like to think that that's why we're not celebrities yet. Cause we're so secure. Yeah, but I'm definitely not. Yes. Yeah, I am. I totally am. I totally am. So here's what happened. Um, this guy, Keith McNally, who is the owner, manager. He's the owner of Balthazar and my grandmother. And I go to the other one all the time. Now I can't remember the name. Um, fuck my life. Uh, no, it's the other one. Oh, it's. It's grand. It's one. It's one of my grandmother's apartment. It's one of her favorites. It's in Lincoln Center. Um, oh my God, this is like per se. No, Schiller's. No, this guy's a lot of restaurants though. Wow, learning Minetta Tavern. No, but I've been there. I didn't know he owned that. No, no, there's like a French. It's a Le Pastis Le Bernardin. No, (laughs) Le Bernardin. It's not. No. I'll find it later. It doesn't matter. But there's one in, he has one in Lincoln Center that's like a French restaurant. And I think it starts with an L. I cannot believe I can. Lay Hall? Like, oh. Is it the one with that, that uh, Anthony Bourdain used to Now I got to look it up. No, now I got to look it up. Hang on. Anyway, you can keep telling the story while I okay. find a restaurant. All right. This is great radio. So, <laughs> he, so Keith McNally, the owner of Balthazar, which have you been there? You've been to the other sister restaurant. I have been to Balthazar and I'm finding the name of the sister restaurant. Yeah. I've been to Balthazar maybe like twice. The first time it was amazing. And, and the second time it was, eh, but you know, it's very popular. I think it's really hard to maintain a restaurant's quality when it becomes that popular. It's yeah, it, it isn't. It was a disappointment when I went because it was like, oh, you're finally going. You're in the yeah. inn. That's like the spot. And uh, it was, you know, it was steak free. So it was a, Pretty, pretty standard French fare. Right. Cause it's not like it's Michelin star. 
it's no, just and it's not creative it's not like interesting it's literally just a french restaurant that it looks kind of good on instagram yeah and the real heads will know that lucienne is the place to go for that right but he doesn't own that right we've said too much already uh <laughs> no I'm sure he doesn't know. It's like that one's like much more indie vibe because this Balthazar, there's one in London. There's they're all over the right. place. Right. Well, that's the thing. It is. It's 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 the same way. Did you ever eat at like the Smith when you were or Smith when you were in the city? It's like there's a yes. bunch of these restaurants that like are like, oh, that's like where you go for brunch. Oh, that's where you go for this. And they're really expensive. And they're actually as basic as American food or in this case, French food gets it, it like it could be at an airport, actually. But like, yeah. but it's but it's the, but it's been branded as like the place you go and it's the place you go. And the whole thing of the Smith is covered in subway tiles. I love it. Right. Well, that's why Balthazar is cool too, though, because like the aesthetic, like my yeah. favorite restaurant in Montclair actually was um, designed by the same people that did Balthazar. And like the food actually is way better than Balthazar. Raymond's Montclair, New Jersey, shout out. I did work there. I did get mm. fired, that, but I was also famous for being the greatest host of all time. But then I got in a lot of trouble for eating muffins during my shift. And they called me Motormouth Maybell because I just ran my mouth. That's like my first real open mic stand-up experience, being the host at the line outside Raymond's. But I, aside from the food being very good, it's so popular because it looks like Balthazar. Like it has this very like, yeah, yeah. you know, like French banquette, French leather banquette, like, you know, old, old sea glass, glass vibe. Totally, totally. I want to go there when I'm next time I'm home. So, okay. Let's read what Keith McNally posted on Instagram yesterday that completely broke the internet and it went beyond restaurant internet because again, people have been waiting so long for evidence that James Corden sucks. Here's what he wrote. I mean, issues in the first clause. James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian. Eh. Mm. He's likable on carpool karaoke. I do like him on that. Yeah, but But he's not even driving. He's not even fucking driving. Yeah, this guy's British too, by the way, Keith McNally. Um, okay. but he, yeah, so I'm sure maybe he's talking more about the Gavin and Stacey days. James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I don't often 86 a customer to today. I 86 Corden. It did not make me laugh. <laughs> Here are two examples of a funny man's <laughs> treatment of my staff. He spent a lot of time on this, huh? And he's got a well, lot of. Yes. Well, and he's doing ran- like real. This is like for the restaurant. This is for the service industry. He's doing service industry comedy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, um, I don't usually 86 someone wink. I-Y-K-Y-K. I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Manager's report number one, all caps. In June, James Corden was here on table 61. Although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. This After lost eating- me. What is table 61? I have no idea. For him to it's- publicly want to like out something, he maybe should just start with one example that isn't like pure restaurant. Why? What is the deal with ta- If anybody knows, join the Patreon and let us know. What is the deal with table 61? Why is it diabolical? I, I, I think we're going to find out what's diabolical in the next sentence, if I'm not mistaken. I read it. I thought, what's with table 61? But tell me. Yeah. Okay. After eating his main course, Corden showed the hair. To, oh, he, he missed a sentence. He was supposed, yes. James Corden was here on table 61. And then it was supposed to say he had hair in his food. And then oh, it he said, found a hair in his, oh, oh, oh. Although this is that's diabol- where I got caught up. I'm like, the 61st table means nothing to me. And I worked in restaurants for years. Yeah. Although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. Diabolical, also really strange word choice for that. After eating his main course, Corden showed the hair to Balthazar manager G, who was very apologetic. 
Corden was extremely nasty to G and said, quote, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that. This this, he write. No, but what an insecure person that like he actually forgot for a minute that he has a a nationally viewable TV show. He's like, I'm going to Yelp about you. Yeah, that's so true. That's such an indicator of in- insecurity. I And it's just so weird. Like, it sounds like a cartoon asshole. Like, get right. us another round of drinks this second. This is why I always kind of like... Before I before I give you a bad Yelp. Right. Like, I always no. heard that he was a dick. And I was like, you hear so much of it. It must be true. But the stories just sounded like exaggerations because who acts like that? Well, okay that's how i felt about ellen too though where it was like really she doesn't let anyone make eye contact with her and then like enough people in the forums are like yeah she actually told me off with my head and like the only time i looked her in the eye was when she told me to kill myself it's like oh okay well yeah she's yeah. well i mean with super famous people sometimes i do understand the eye contact thing because they are literally like zoo animals all day long every single person is staring at them so sure. it kind of makes sense but but if if that was the reason why you would say please don't stare at them or like don't look at them because they're getting stared at all day but eye contact is so like don't consider yourself an equal to them right i mean the only time eye contact it's not like i expect anybody to walk through the halls being like hello 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 you know like i'm not trying to connect via direct eye contact with every person i pass but if i'm in a conversation with someone it is nice yeah definitely Okay. Manager's report number two. James Corden was at Balthazar with his wife on October 9th for brunch. He asked for a table outside. Brunch maitre d' Allie Walters. This is the only person whose name. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess they love her. They're big fans of her work. Took the party to table 301. Mr. Corden's wife ordered an egg yolk omelet. This is what's going viral with Gruyere cheese and salad. A few minutes after they received the food, James called their server, MK, and told her there was a little bit of egg white mixed with the egg yolk. MK informed the floor manager, G. The kitchen remade the dish, but unfortunately sent it with home fries instead of salad. That's when James Corden began yelling like crazy to the server. You can't do your job. You can't do your job. Um, maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. MK was very apologetic and brought G over to the table. He returned the dish. And after that, everything was fine. He gave them promo champagne glasses to smooth things out. Oh my God. What a baby. G said that Corden was pleasant to him, but nasty to the server. MK was very shaken, but professional that she is continued to finish her shift. I have never had a supportive boss like that in the restaurant industry. First of all, I want to say they're always like, always know you're a piece of shit you suck you know so that's yeah, nice it's also that- the kind of thing where like maybe like had james said actually she ordered a salad instead of the m fries like then they would have been like oh we're so sorry sir keep the home fries on us we'll get you salad it's like i think what what people are responding to is his like zero to 60 reactivity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the meanness I- to be like you clearly don't even know how to be a waitress right i mean but also I'm not sticking up for him with the you don't with what he said, but if you're on a diet and you're just like in this place of torturing yourself away from not ever eating home fries or potato, Molly, pot, what person on a diet is like no egg whites, just the yolk? She was probably on keto. Oh, I always think of egg yolk as like the the one fatty part of the egg, right? And to get cheese with it is like is like right, she got cheese and only egg yolk. This bitch is not that concerned. 
she's she's doing weight. something she's doing something extremely low carb and to get only egg yolk is truly bizarre it's like do you how have a could low egg cal- white hurt your your like your caloric intake though? yeah it never would I, I guess she just wanted something that was as nu- nutrient dense as humanly possible because it was like her one meal of the day or something like that i don't okay, know well babies come out in placenta man it's part of the it's like a, a little bit of placenta might get on your hand doctor that's delivering the baby it's like there's a little bit of white in there it's like yeah, it's where it comes from yeah, it's bizarre. I think though the the not what I was gonna semi stick up for is not wanting the home fries anywhere near you when you're on this torturous of a diet. But you don't. So then you'd be someone. funny about it, comedian, right? You go, you go, silly ass. We're actually we're actually not able to handle ourselves under around these home fries. Please remove them from the table and bring back a salad. It's like exactly you, like, you moron. You put home fries in front of my wife. It's like no. right, Ex- exactly. It's no. there's no excuse for the treatment. It's just what is he, like a crash. He's coming down or something. That would be the only excuse. If we were found out he was like some massive party bro cokehead. And every time that he was doing one of these things, he was like, just on a come down. That would, that would be the only way I could truly excuse this kind of, this kind of behavior. Well, he's going to have to come out as some kind of traumatized individual to get past this. He's going to have to say, I was an Adderall addict, or I was a such as such and such addict, or I was, you know, he's going to have to do some sort of therapy adjacent statement. Let me say, based on his chart, I don't think that would be true. I think this actually I don't is his personality. You're going to laugh when you see his chart, but like, I think actually yeah. he's being himself when he's in these moments. I, I think this is like when they talk ri- about like, both on the body language channels and always like the mask drops, the mask drops. I think these are like mask drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't think he, it, I don't think there is any excuse for that. I think even if no matter what kind of trauma happens to you, I mean, we won't even get into this because it's too dark, but Kevin Spacey is on trial right now. And his thing was, my dad was a homophobic KKK member and I felt bad about being gay. And it's like, so you so what? raped teenagers? Um, No. And like, it's kind of funny, like, someone I think it was Carrie O'Donnell tweeted like I I forget what the actual tweet was and I'm going to butcher it but it was it was kind of like brings home the fact that like actually doing what Kevin Spacey did is like the one thing that's worse than being homophobic KKK because like at least if that's just an ideology and like right to actually like like to actually like uh, like assault teenagers is insane it, there there right. is no and at this point it's just like are you gonna pay settlement but right just, that's of the real ones if you know the person that is suing uh spacey is anthony rapp the star of the movie version of rent oh my god i forgot about that that is so weird and interesting and actually perhaps i actually want to say i'm sorry for discrediting you aunt in this case too i think he also was the, the broadway roger I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's of all people. I mean, iconic person to molest, but like, come on, Kev. <laughs> no. How did he know he picked the talent? He had an eye for talent. He knew he was going to be big. He's like, oh, all I'm right. not going to fuck you up that much with this because you're going to be a star. McNally. <laughs> McNally went on to give two examples of alleged unpleasant behavior. Um, this is that he, it's really funny because he, Posts these pictures of James Corden that are so grainy. It's like he Googled it was on purpose. No, it was a on YouTube purpose. video of him and took yeah. a picture of his computer. It looks like crap. So then yeah. a few hours later, Keith McNally posts, James Corden just called me and apologized profusely. Having fucked up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances. So if James Corden lets me host his late, late show for nine months, I'll immediately rescind his ban from Balthazar. No, of course not. But anyone may 
magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me and my staff doesn't deserve to be banned from any like this is quite the 180 wait we gotta find keith's chart because oh because like okay first thing i was gonna say is like there's a huge difference between like fucking up like it's one thing if he was in there in a blackout that's what i'm saying i hope this is drug related because if it's not which is what i think he's not i think he's not i think he's just an asshole like right fucking up is different than having a fucking bullshit personality where you act like a fucking dick Exactly. Now, let me tell you something else really funny that someone found at Newsweek today. Um, And the story is by Ryan Smith. Uh, He he has a bunch of bad reviews on TripAdvisor. James Corden. Wait, on TripAdvisor? Yes. People would go visit the Late Late Show as as audience members and they would stop. They would rate him on TripAdvisor. Seems annoyed and never addresses the audience. He was on his phone during the commercial breaks and seemed to care less. What you see on TV is not his real personality. Go to see Jimmy Kimmel live. Now that's a great experience. Another person says the biggest disappointment is that James seems more annoyed than happy with his job. As oh. soon as cameras were off, he checked his phone, didn't even look at the audience. He got annoyed if some something didn't work out and it showed. When the audience clapped for too long, he got annoyed and made signs so we'd stop or vice versa. After the show, he let, what does that mean? After the show, he just left without a word or anything. As soon as the camera was on, he was great. His, he has talent, great actor, really arrogant in real life, but so fun in front of the camera. Okay, what I, think, say, I think he, I think he's going like this, like either he's going like, or he's like, yeah. Yeah, or he's got, like, the vaudeville cane coming out with, like, the, yeah. So some people wrote good reviews, apparently, but I don't know. That was just funny. And then, of course, the biggest thing that came out is people were comparing him to Ellen because Ellen also had um, all of Everyone. I feel like this is, like, the first thing everyone thought of, which is so interesting. Right, because there was this loud murmur about Ellen being mean and rude and a bad boss, for years and years and years and it finally came to a head when weirdly when dakota johnson said that ellen didn't come to her birthday party i don't know why that was what broke the floodgates but again when there are rumors like this it takes another boldface name to drag them into the light so uh now why was the that's like such a good point though like that really was the like turning point moment and then like and then like a few months later it was like i've decided in the same way that james did like i've decided this will be the last year of the joy we share on daytime television or whatever in his case late night but yeah why was dakota johnson that lightning rod i know because it's like so human where it's like we're it's not we're not talking about in the context of like okay ellen's ellen don't fucking like don't don't wake the dragon in the lair you know but it's yeah. like when it's like when she's making her shtick like you're the nun party and Dakota's like no i actually did it's like i think we all are like oh we get it she's a bullshit friend and no one ever called her out and Dakota Johnson has the strength of Melanie Griffith and Tippi Hedren behind her. She is like, right. She's one of my, I want to say she is one of my favorite nepotism celebs. Yeah. She's third generation nepotism, which is cool. It's cool when you use your nepotism to stand up to the big wigs, you know what I mean? But also, I mean, and there's a huge difference between lineage and just like child of. Yeah. 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 But I also this is getting on a different topic, which we don't need to go into. You can listen to our episode with Jen Keefe from when this was all breaking. I actually still don't think Ellen really did. it. I think she's just a cranky, depressed person. I can't wait to show you these charts because we're going to literally talk about something that we've, that's been like building this whole time. But like, yeah, let's do the charts. I think Ellen's, I think Ellen is just, yeah, I agree. She's a, she's an, a cranky older woman. And yeah, I mean, I think that, 
I mean, I, I do think she probably was a bitch specifically. Um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, but I don't, here's what I'll say about both Ellen and James, which does sort of surprise me. And then we'll get into the charts. They both do seem to have relatively good marriages. That's weird and interesting. Wait, remember when we also found that like list of people that have fake names and, and Portia de Rossi's real name is Amanda Rogers. How awesome is that? Put her on League of Their Own. She's like, she literally changed her name to sound less gay. Oh my God. I forgot about that. And that's hilarious. <laughs> Amanda Rogers does have, have a bit of a softball vibe. What a softball name. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I it am does sound curious. less white. I mean, First right, time por- that ever happened. Wait, Portia, de, like, is she even Amanda Rogers? Are you even Italian? Portia de Rossi? How dare you? What are you, Hilaria? What are you going to name your baby? Hilaria? This is all ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. tell us about the astrology. Well, I before I share much more with you, I am sort of curious because I, I'm, I want you to guess. What do you think his, I don't have his time, but what do you think his sun and moon are? First guess. Ooh, this is really hard. Um, I don't know if I can go for specifics. Okay. Incredibly, I'm just going to say a few things that come to mind and the signs Mm -hmm. that correspond. He's incredibly entitled, obviously, which, Mm -hmm. which can scream Leo Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like he turns it on immediately. He turns on the charm and he doesn't seem to understand why people would find that sus because he Mm -hmm. expects people to just worship whatever he gives them. Mm-hmm. So I think there's Leo in there. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a Taurus moon, I can see some Taurus because. Cause you're stuff- like, make my egg omelet. Right. Right. Like I, not that I'm, I think I'm really nice in restaurants, but I definitely am really particular about food and enjoyment and things like that. And like, when I, like the second time I went to Baltazar and the food was not up to snuff, I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, obviously I was nice to everyone, but I would have been, I, w- I was annoyed. So I feel like. Yeah, but you weren't so annoyed that you would let alone threaten, but right. You didn't like go write a Yelp review that it was so, so like anybody that oh, would no. ever do on our podcast. We can't imagine either. Lol, 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 lol. I know Jesus Christ. No, even if I wasn't to do a Yelp review, I would have like written. No, I wouldn't. Cause I don't want to hurt their money. I don't want to hurt their bottom line. Right. Like, me, We're not trying to, to actually hurt anybody ever. Right. For me to. Unless actually, I fucking am. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for me to actually go to the trouble of doing a Yelp review. Like, I don't even think I've, I don't, I, I must've done it once. I don't remember ever doing it because I'm just like, 
you know what? Maybe you're scamming. Keep up the grift, whatever. Keep up the shitty service and whatever. Like, unless it's somewhere that's completely overrated, terrible, I will tell people by word of mouth, but I'm not going to broadcast it. Um, so we support maybe, small business. Yeah, exactly. So maybe Taurus definitely got to have some Leo. Um, what are the other signs? I can never think. Well, let me if, give you if, a hint. Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. Okay. Think about the timing. All right. Like, so when we're talking about astrology and specifically when we're talking about the moon, we're at, the moon is activating illuminations of deep inner shit. The last full moon conjunct Chiron and Jupiter was in. Oh, Aries. Aries Cause he's always yelling at everybody. Duh. He's an Aries moon. He's is he a Leo? He's a he's Molly. I'm so glad that we have now a record of how much you have grown because you nailed it. He's a Leo sun, Aries moon, just like Tom Brady. All of this uh, news coming out during the full moon. Well, Saturn is currently stationing direct in Aquarius opposite the Leos. So they're all having like an ego like, rah, 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 rah. and the Aries moon was just exposed. I completely forgot about Aries yelling at everyone. I forget about Aries a lot because I've been traumatized. Right. I was going to say, that's your own. You're blacking out your whole experience of childhood. Yeah. No, (laughs) not even just that. Like there have been other Aries that have made me feel, made me get in my fifis. So I do know that they are your least favorite. No offense. Any Leo's listening. No, prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. They're not my least favorite. Who's your least favorite? I will never date one again. That's for damn sure. I love different Aries for other reasons. I just, I think my least favorite is Leo because I'm jealous of them. I have a love hate with Leo because I am jealous because I want to be the star and I'm not. Mm -hmm. And my Lilith is in Leo. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, so I just shared my screen with you. You are currently looking at your winning bet, James Corden's chart. He is a 29 degree sun in leo and a 22 degree aries moon so yeah he's entitled we've talked a lot about that not only the 29th degree of signs in general but the 29th degree of leo he is the epitome of entitled little prince so i'm i'm sorry i'm not trying to body shame no apologies needed but yeah he might Want a little bit more egg white. The, to, no, to see someone who looks like him be that entitled, I almost respect it. Because it's just <laughs> like, you are not Brad Pitt. And it's not about body shame. It's just some people are no, not. No, I feel looks- like now that I'm fat and, and sloppy, I look richer on some level. No, like he, <laughs> it, it's just, he's like a little like cartoon um what what is the greek god dionysus but that's dionysus right. is yeah. fun no he's more of a king joffrey yeah and he's like a little baby like picture him naked he definitely looks like a little baby naked i mean i okay first of all that's a great call he does look like a little baby naked yeah very cherubic body cherubic yes cherubic he that's what he is though he looks like a little like i'm a fat little baby and it's funny and it's like all right all right, all right. but like at the end of the day, 29 degree sun in Leo with your Mercury right there, he does feel like he is 
royal and he's almost like tired of it like he's so tired of having all this power that like he now is going to get called out for doing what other people do in restaurants which is like actually okay james even if you weren't famous people still don't act like that in restaurants like aries moon is an interesting one and i am not knocking any aries moons out there i actually find you at your best to be so fun so passionate and inspiring in a way to actually like do me because you're so hard doing you but Aries moons absolutely struggle with not wearing their hearts on their sleeves. They are totally impulsive. They are totally self-serving, self-centered. They act on impulse, on passion, on, on their trigger happy, you know? So there's sort of this energy of like Aries moons are really here to like feel comfortable in themselves, I feel like he's not wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's like wearing his dick on his sleeve or something. Well, okay, like yeah, let me let me take it back. Right. Not his it's not his heart. It's his he's wearing his he's wearing his feelings on his sleeve. Yeah, his base instinct to yes. yell at people and boss people around. He he it's like how do you not even have the shame to not act like that? We all like wanna yell at people sometimes, but we don't do it because it's wrong and it's not nice. I'll tell you why. Because his south node is in Pisces and his north node is in Virgo. So him actually like acting appropriately and shaping up and being like social enough. Now, he does have his Mars and his Venus in Libra, but it's they're tightly conjunct his Pluto. So he really he is working very hard actually to do the work of Virgo, which is to actually do all that Libra and all that Leo in a healthy way, in a service oriented way, but no, 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 no. South node in Pisces, he is being brought back into that past life Pisces, opposite you, that past life Piscean sort of escapist delusional like space where he really wants to not be accountable. And yet it, unless he actually, it's going to take some public outing, from the wow wow restaurant Baltazar or whatever, even that, like, I wish it was a, like a higher end restaurant. It's like, James, like get real. You're actually so sloppy that you're talking about an okay restaurant that still has a long line that anybody regular New Yorker even knows isn't really worth it. It's like, he really is here to get real about the way that he is being super fucking sloppy with his like, like, blotto fantasies and just like reckless behavior it's like yeah, you actually have to think about not just on stage leo the way you come across but like virgo in daily practice how are you acting and how is it influencing the relationships that you're creating with the world around you right and, so- Molly, to your point his his wound why was he so triggered by the egg and the egg yolk and his fat his, his cherubic body look at his chiron what is it I don't know symbols. Taurus. Oh yeah. See, I knew it. Something. So he's like very, very, very upset when he feels he's not getting the respect that is due to him. But it's like, dude, haven't you worked in a restaurant? It's not that they don't respect you. It's that your request is absurd and they're serving 300 people right now. Like it's, it's not about like, you're not respecting the restaurant. Right. Well, and that's such an Aries moon problem because they're like, what? Me? I'm James Corden. I should be the first person on your list to make happy. And it's like, actually, James, you're one of 300 tables. Chill out. 
Right. And like, you're not paying more for this food than everybody else. There's going to be a line out the door, whether you get egg yolks or egg whites or whatever. Like in a lot of ways, he sort of is like a weird inverse of you, Mo. Like, like his wound is your safe space. Maybe that's why he's famouser than me. Right. Which is why that's what I'm saying. We don't, we're, we're not like so dysfunctional that we would be successful, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) right. Am I right? Who would want that? No, they're unwell. They're unwell. They need it. They need, we don't need, we're just, we're just out here like, like doing the, doing the gardening of the, of the thought leadership. No worries. Famous people, but okay. So, but anyway, point being that like you're Lilith, in Leo, it's like you're very triggered by him because you're like, how dare you be the guy to ask for more egg yolk? Like, if anything, I will ask for more egg yolk, and I will do it in a way that is nothing but but gracious and and full of humility and tip extra. Right, and the reason why I'm saying that, like, I am shocked that he's so entitled based on his appearance is like, to me, I just wouldn't fuck, wouldn't fuck. Yeah, wouldn't I fuck. just feel like. I, I associate that kind of entitlement with the extremely hot and the born wealthy. And I don't think he's either of those things. And it's like, wow, where did you get this from? Well, you know what it is, though? 29 degree, 22 degree. I think it's like I actually think what it is, is a reaction to like like I do feel that he has an inner sense of entitlement and deserving. And the fact that it even like that he wasn't born into that kind of family and that even took him this long to be able to be screaming at people at Bazaar and feel confident doing that and have it be news. Like it's like, he's upset that it even took this long to become like someone who could act like an asshole in public. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. pissed from the get go. Like what you guys, I mean, I, maybe I'm talking, maybe this is my own shit. Maybe it's like, you heard about my Beatles. You heard my Beatles drawing the other day, you know, it's like, but, but I think that he's like been hurt by the world in this way where it's like, what, you don't want to reward me and pay me. So now that he, anything that you listen to too, if you look into like the James Gordon claims over the last decade, also kind of interesting that when he became famous in the United States, it was 2008, which is when Pluto moved into Capricorn. And now Pluto is, is, sort of stationing and it's 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 a long it's a long landing lane but it's entering the what's it called when you're on the flights when it's like we're entering the landing zone or whatever taxiing or something yeah right so so it's like pluto in capricorn is on its last leg of the journey put your seatbelts on it could be a bumpy landing but we're gonna make it but he became famous at the beginning of this Pluto and Capricorn transit. And now it seems like he's getting outed as a total fucking asshole right before Pluto moves into Aquarius. And I do think that what we're going to see when Pluto moves into Aquarius, it's going to oppose all of his Leo stuff. And he is going to have a real deal ego, like come to terms with who you are, like, like, what was the word? Cretan. Who you are, small Cretan. You know, and he put Cretan with a capital C, which is really funny. Okay. What can you tell us about Ellen before we wrap up this? Well, okay. I don't even want to. I, I'm going to try to do fast, but this is a conversation I've been wanting to have with you for a long time. Let's look at their charts together. So look at this. 
You're first thing I noticed ads for the bunion shoes. When are you going to pull the trigger? I got to just get them. I know. Well, I went to the Nike outlet store today when you were shopping. I was like, I'm just going to go there. I also bought a bunch of weird stuff that has disappointed me deeply, except for one good product, which side note, glass nail file. Oh my God. I thought it was a pregnancy test. No, no, no. LOL. Not pregnant, but glass nail file is really good. But anyway, the bottom line is I went to the, the Nike outlets and honestly, I need a larger toe box. I need a larger toe box. Anyway. Okay. So because of your buns, because of my buns. No, no. Like I, the crazy thing is like, I've been ignoring this. Re- I, I, I went back on my Instagram, Molly, and I deleted really proud. What I thought were really proud, cute pedicure pics. No and one should ever post a pedicure no, pic. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I want, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anybody that was following me in 2012. Not only is my second toe on both feet longer than my big toe, but I have buttons. So I'm really <laughs> embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed with the whole thing. And okay, I won't, I, I won't I'm show say, my feet again. I'm not showing my feet again. No one should show their feet on the internet unless they're getting paid for it. To that my end. My mom growing up told me I was going to be a hand and foot model because my my hands and feet looked like jewelry, she said, and I, I believed her. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. My mom put me in an eight and a half wide from the time I was 11 because she was like, you're going to grow into them. And I was like, I'm five feet tall. What do you, I've still never oh, grew into them. Wait, that makes so much sense. So that's why you have so much like, like, cause you actually don't have big feet, but you have a relationship with your feet. Like they're big. It's because you've been walking around in Ronald McDonald clown shoes this whole time. I know eight and a half wide. Think about that as a five <laughs> foot, now five foot two. She, and she would make me, she'd be like, I'm not getting you shoes that are tight on you. AKA that fit you because you're going to be an eight and a half wide because that's what I am. And I was like, I feel like I'm not like, I, you're like, I yeah, feel- after I have two kids, maybe. Right. Isn't that crazy? That's so funny. It's so Aries. Cause she's like, look, I'm telling you what the truth is for me. And that must be the only fucking thing. And it's like, yeah, look, Aries, we all have different size feet. <laughs> and that's fine. I don't know how to break it to you, but <laughs> like Molly's different feet than you. The first time I ever saw a pedicure photo on Instagram, it was like a jump scare because you've never <laughs> looked you've never looked down at someone else's feet from the same point of view that you usually see your feet. And that's how all of the photos are shot on, on Instagram of people's pedicures. So you're looking and your brain is like, Oh, that must be my feet. And then you're like, what? Like that is not my feet. What is that? No, it is fucked up. And I'm embarrassed. The reason that I posted was because it was actually the beginning of my pool rain in Washington, DC. And I made this really wacky choice to get, one color on one foot and another color on the other foot. Jesus Christ. I, I was a huge mistake all around. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Sometimes I look back, even at the captions, and I think, how dare you write such a long caption? Like, I, I you know, it's important to always go back and self-edit, whether it's within yourself, in the psyche, in the journals, or even, yeah. even on Instagram. Just do a little bit of self-editing. I don't even really care about, like, the racist or sexist or whatever stuff. If it was funny, I'll stand by it. Was Malala funny? It was one of my best tweets. Only Kat liked it, LOL. But it's like, at the end of the day, I do. What I am, what was the tweet? Okay, but dot, 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 is Malala funny? It was in 2012 when Malala was like, I'm Malala and you don't know what I've been through. I'm like, okay, <laughs> but are you funny? And so I don't mind if I hurt you with that. But yeah, I'm really sorry if I, if, I'm really sorry if you saw my feet. 
Well, this is why I really like watching Real Girlfriends in Paris because you remember what 20 people in their 20s are like and you're like, oh my God, I really have developed as a person. Like sometimes I worry that I haven't been developing and getting better as a person. And then when I watch that show, I'm like, oh my God, girls in their 20s and anyone in their 20s are so stupid. So stupid. It's not your fault. Hey, 20 somethings, if you're listening, get on the Patreon. We'll give you all the information that we have about how to survive this, what was supposed to be the best days of your life. And in fact, is completely fraught with deep confusion and utter heartbreak. But like, no, the 20s are humiliating. And I was going to say, as a final note on your feet, everyone, please join Patreon so Sarah can afford. I'll show you my feet pics. No, that's not why. Yeah, I got it. Where are my kink heads at? Where are my kinky freaks? I got a longer second toe than my big toe. I've been afraid to admit it this whole time, but I'll admit it now because no. I saw the Instagram proof. Join the Patreon, get us new listeners, <laughs> post links to the podcast so that Sarah can afford to hack those disgusting malformations off. Yeah, fuck Botox. I'm going to cut off my second toe. Cut off. No, not your toe, your bunions. Oh, my bunions are usually expensive. I might just start with the second toe and just make sure it's a little bit shorter than the big toe. But the bunions hurt, don't they? Sure, but I'm a Capricorn, Molly. You know it. You love it. We, we, hurt to me is a baseline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I will say you're in good company because Meghan Markle had bunions and she has since gotten surgery and now she hides her feet in every single pic. Princess Meghan Markle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see, you should look up some of her, some of the pictures of her in like gifting suites from the two, 2010s because you can kind of see them and it might make you feel a kinship with her. If my prince is out there, just know that my feet are very cute, even though the large joint on the big toe is now extending towards the other. Did you listen to the Paris Hilton one that I sent you that she posted today? <laughs> no, I, I went on a James Corden deep dive instead, but I laughed out loud at your description of it. Tell the people. It's so funny. She's interviewing oh, Paris. Off. That's perfect. She's, she's, um, she's talking to Paris Hilton about the bimbo trope. And all she does is talk about how she is so smart and she felt so bad when they made her go on deal or no deal because they reduced her to being hot. But oh like, my, she's, oh, poor, oh, poor Megan. Oh, poor Megan. Yeah. She's hot and smart and she used to work in an embassy. So how dare you reduce her to just hot? How dare you say that you didn't know Harry embassy worker? I know, I know, I know. It's so funny. I'm sorry. And then she spends the entire time talking to Paris Hilton about how stupid she is and being like, I can't really relate to you because I was the smart girl. (laughs) She's literally Megan. She like says that like broadcast. No, Megan, reminder, Megan, you're no longer in the palace where nothing will be disclosed. Actually, you're on Spotify. You're You're showing it like at will. Right. You're literally like, why are you doing this to yourself? It's hilarious. It's such an interesting character study, her podcast, because it's just literally her talking about how awesome she is. Well, and the like, irony that it's called archetypes as if she's not like, like, like she couldn't be really like, I think less aware of her own sort of archetypal impact. And like, she's like you know, pretending she's having these like deep discussions about like the archetypes. And in fact, she's just like, yeah, like it's been hard to be so pretty. It's been hard to be so successful and rich. And I felt demeaned on my first big TV show. It's like, mm, okay. okay. Yeah. And then, okay, princess. Okay. She also just, I don't know. She's such an interesting character to me because she seems so also intelligent. A Leo. Also a Leo. Right. She seems so intelligent, but she just misreads every situation that I've seen that you see her in like she she goes she's in this bimbo episode 
she plays a bunch of um, movie clips that are supposed to be tropes that show that this is a sexist thing. And, and there are movies that are like encouraging the sexism. And one of them is Legally Blonde. And it's like Legally Blonde is so clearly a send up of the bimbo trope. It's an wow, in, it's, it's, wow. She like didn't get the joke of the entire franchise. Literally didn't get it. Just thought these sexist people are making fun of this hot girl. That is so, for the record, anybody that's listening, The Matrix isn't that sci-fi either. Right. It's like, girl, did you watch the movie? She gets into Harvard in the first act. Right. Like, go a little deeper, Meg. It's not just about ancient archetype. It actually is about, like, modernizing and and being with reality of what the current archetypes are. Right. And also, I just really want at least one episode for someone, like Paris Hilton, like, Paris Hilton... She should have said, you know what? I never have to work again if I don't want to because of the bimbo archetype. Megan, no, right, right. I will listen when we get off. We can even we can even do an app if you guys want it. Let us know in the Patreon because we'll work for you. But yeah, it's like, but it's, it's like, like Meg- but it's but it's right. It's like actually like how stupid of Megan to not even she must not have watched that this is Paris talk, which we all agreed, I think was excellent for what it was. And it's like, no, Paris actually made a business out of bimbo. Paris is not a bimbo. She is, she's a Leo Moon genius. Right. And also there's this entire bimbo reclamation going on on TikTok. And it's like a huge trend. And it's what? like, oh my God, do you have no one on your staff who told you about this? It's like, who's working for them? I just want to know like who's working for them and why do they never listen to them? But okay, we'll talk about that another time. Please Wait, tell so me. I know, like, the, the one other thing I want to say though is that because per your instruction, I, I have been venturing into TikTok a little more, just, just looking at the takes, looking at the talks. And it, it is funny because the algorithm is listening. It is real. I'm getting a ton of like these really scary bunion corrector, like bunion kit. But, they, but the way they phrase them is like this new bunion trend. And there are these what? things where, yeah, I'll send it to you. I saved the link. Don't send it to me. Don't. It's basically like you put a little sleeve on your toe, but then there's like an actual, like, there's a crank. There's there, there's like a, a twisty turning that, and then it makes a sound. And you turn your toe back in the right direction. And this, this girl, she's a major influencer on the talk, apparently. She's, you know, she linked to my Amazon thing to correct your gross toes or whatever. But I think it's so funny that they're referring to this as like a bunion trend. It's like, yeah, since the beginning of time, like, like, what do you mean the bunion trend? Like, it's not a trend. Cancer is not a trend either. Like, meta, met, pre, pre-conditioned medical uh, ailments are, are not trendy. Yeah, that reminds me of how people are always like, I wish I didn't tweeze my eyebrows so much in the 2000s because now I don't have eyebrows. And it's like, no, you just don't have eyebrows. Like a lot of us, your eyebrows would grow back. Right. Like white people, a lot of us, especially Northern European, don't have eyebrows. Like it's not because you didn't, you wouldn't be like Cara Delevingne. You're just white. You're just white. Yeah. You wouldn't be having these like beautiful bushy brows if you hadn't tweezed them. Like you just aren't lucky in the brow department. It's that it's not new. But okay, tell me Ellen, because I have to go and clean my house and pack. Okay, well, okay, so we have Ellen on the inside, James on the outside. First and foremost, what did I say? Aries lunation. What are we thinking about? Aries selfishness, Aries internal things. Boom, 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 boom. Check it. These boom, are all, by boom, the way, boom, boom. These are I maladjusted you- Aries traits. Right. We're not knocking the Aries. We're knocking the Aries who aren't with it. Okay. Yeah. So both the, the, the thing they have in common is that they're both airy late degree Aries moons. So on an internal level, they are like 
Didn't you hear me? I had a demand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. Why? Now, this is what I've been really excited to talk to you about, though, because this has come up a lot. The big difference between Ellen and Corden is that Corden is a super Leo and almost to the degree exactly opposite. Ellen is a super Aquarius. And you and I have been reckoning with the difference between the, the, you know, the Leo dictator versus the Aquarius dictator. It is the same axis. They're one and the same. They're equal opposite, but opposite. So in a case study of evil emperor Aquarius versus evil emperor Leo, we have in the corner for Aquarians, Ellen, and -hmm. in the corner for Leo's, James. What do you think about that? I think that Ellen as an Aquarius is much more uh, tuned into the status of other people. And she, most of her stuff she got in trouble for is she was being mean to peons. She was being mean to employees and random people because as an Aquarius, she sees the big picture and she knows that on a one-to-one basis, these people are of no use to her. Right. They actually don't matter. And right. And, 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 and you know, Aquarius is, is co-ruled not only by Uranus, but by Saturn, which ultimately is the cold, harsh reality. And it is like, it's status oriented. It's like, yeah, if you're working for me, you are not equal to me. So bye. Yeah. And I think that she's also, she's more cold about it, not screaming at people, just being cold and weird. Whereas he is clearly a hothead and he focuses his disdain at like pretty much everyone around him in an outwardly mean way not even just cold or frigid like he is actually having these temper tantrums and that to me is very leonine i mean that seems like a complete leo thing to be just a little brat right and it's like it's interesting too because it's like his son is technically conjunct his saturn but his saturn and his North Node are in Virgo. So he truly struggles with restraint and like editing and holding back and being appropriate and actually being of service. This is like his, the most difficult part of his life is actually like, okay, sure, you are born with this great gravitas and power, but are you actually going to be responsible with it? It is yet to be seen currently, no. How is he so able to reel it in for the cameras? He's performing because he's a, he's a late degree Leo Mercury. He is like one of those ancient kings that's like, and everybody will feast. Oh! And then it's like, okay, back to the castle. Let the people die. Okay. He's a true performer. His Mars and his Venus, again, are conjunct with Pluto in Libra. So he is driven by, he wants like, in a public sphere so he's famous leo famous aries moon famous i'm getting attention i am james don't mess up my egg yolk but he sort of does care about like making night like he he would tell you that like his poetry is making people laugh on a daily basis because laughter is the most healing blah, 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 right? right ultimately though more than you just being an okay comedian james we just need you to be nice to people reel it in Right. Like you're not even that making us laugh that much that it's such a bomb for our souls that it can make up for waiters getting yelled at. And you're not even driving Miley Cyrus. It's a soundstage, you pussy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to leave it off. And I think people should let us know on Patreon if they want more of Ellen and James's sinistry because we work for you. Yeah. We can go on for hours probably about this. Um, So join our Patreon, patreon patreon.com com slash space trash podcast and the Facebook group as well. If you'd like.
and She's follow up all the stuff and write or rewrite five-star reviews ASAP. Be nice to people and we'll talk to you the next time there's something to talk about. Oh, you can't do be nice to people. That was Ellen's motto. Oh, how sick. How sick. Okay, what I will say is this. We'll see you later for Bachelor in Paradise recap. We'll be back with Casey. It will be way lighter because nobody's abusing anybody unless it is uh, for show. For show. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.